Hi everyone, this is Nellie. Thank you for tuning in today to my ministry, Song, Scripture, and My Thoughts. Today is November 30th, 2021. Today's song is Build My Life by Pat Barrett. And as usual, I hope that you sing to God's ears and bring Him into your presence. There's nothing like it. If, this, if the tears start flowing, that means you've made a connection with God and He's hearing your praise, He's hearing your worship. And you are, you are on holy ground then. Welcome those tears because they're tears of joy because you're in the presence of God. The lyric is so powerful. There is no one like you. There is none beside you. Show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me. I will build my trust in you. In you alone, and I will not be shaken. I will build my life upon your love. It is a firm foundation. I love that song. Hope you, I hope you uh, listen to it and sing it to God's ears. I'm going to continue in Romans. We're on chapter 8, and I'm going to read a couple of verses, the two, last two verses of chapter 7 to lead us into chapter 8. But I just wanted to also say that because we're going into the Christmas season next, tomorrow, I want to come on and just teach and talk about God's Son. His birth. His Son. He sent His Son for us to be born and to dwell among us and to teach us his way so we could have a relationship with God. We're going we're gonna to really get into some scriptures in regard to that because that is what the Christmas season is all about. The birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. I want to also say that we pray in the name of Jesus His name, his character. <sighs> Such a beautiful character. There's no flaws. There's no flaws in the Son, Jesus Christ. His name is who he is. Perfection. Love. Grace. The author of our lives. When we speak of Jesus, we honor him because of his name, his character. And so when we, and when we think about our own selves in our name, don't you want to have a good name for yourself? I know I do. When somebody speaks of Nellie, I want them to think of my character, my name, as somebody that really had a heart for God and really loved God so much that she would go to any, any, do anything to reach somebody for Christ. I, that's my passion and it takes such boldness. And I, in our prayer, I said, I said you know, let us be bolder. It is the great commission. That's what we're put on earth to do. It's scary. 
it, it, it's out of our comfort zone to speak of Jesus's name. People are offended to hear his name because they don't want to know his, they don't want to, if they think about who he is. And, and what he requires of us, a lot of people would rather not even bother with him because they want to live their lives as they want to live their lives until, you know, it, it's, it's chance for them. And some even are even so blind to think that they can live however they want and uh, God's going to welcome them with open arms in heaven when they if they die on this earth without accepting his son and that is so not true we're going to get into scripture that says that here in Romans chapter 8 but think about who do people say you are what is your character what is your name mean to people We should always try to improve upon that. Um, so I just was really re reflecting on how we pray in Jesus' name and, and how he gave us a name and he gave us, he predestined us to, to be his children and we... We should be of good character to live for him and to be known as somebody that won't be put in a corner. You can't, uh, Jesus says, you can't be a, a light. Um, I can't remember, can't remember what he says exactly, but you can't cover up your light. You can't put it under your bed. It has to shine. We have to be the light to people. We can't dim it. It has to shine bright. Um, he talks about us being the salt of the earth. We're the seasoning. Without the salt, there's no taste. There's no taste for the love of Jesus because people don't speak about him often enough. And uh, so I just, I pray God hears our prayer when, that we prayed at the beginning that we, we just get bolder, bolder in our, in our outreach to reach people to God. Okay, chapter 7, the last two verses. Oh boy, we talked about this last last week, the powerful words of how sometimes we feel like we're wretched people because we can't get it right. And but Jesus died on the cross for the part of us that couldn't get it right. Praise the Lord. Hey, verse 24. Wretched man that I am. Who will set me free from the body of this death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then, on the one hand, I myself with my mind am serving the law of God. 
but on the other with my flesh the law of sin. Chapter 8 is titled Deliverance from Bondage. And this is the Apostle Paul that wrote this book. I believe I mentioned it last last week. Where Jesus renames Saul. He renames him Paul because he had a uh, conversion. He, he was Saul the persecutor. He persecuted Christians. He, uh, he pursued, he, I mean, he was on a mission to grab as many Christians as he could to put them, to put them in jail and, 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 uh, watch them put the um the great prophet Stephen to death he was stoned to death I don't think I've touched on that but Paul sat and watched that and was glad so when Jesus met the apostle Paul on the road to Damascus his name was Saul and I just wanted to bring that up because there's value in the name <laughs> He was named Saul, and he wasn't a good person. His character was very flawed. God then brings him into this new life, born again, and now his name is Paul. And that name is a, of good character because he... He was on fire for Christ, and he wrote a quite, quite a few of the New Testament books. So, okay, the title of chapter 8 is um, Deliverance from Bondage. Therefore, there are now no condemn condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and of death. For what the law could not do, weak as it was through the flesh, God did, sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and as an offering for sin. He condemns sin in the flesh so that the requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the Spirit. For those who are, are according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who are according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For the mind set on the flesh is death, but the mind set on the Spirit is life and peace, because the mind set on the flesh is hostile toward God, for it does not subject itself to the law of God, for it is not even able to do so. And those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Go ahead and pause right there. Now, if you're out there and you're um, the flesh is sinful because we're not made perfect, the the flesh is going to still sin 
But if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're a new person now, and the old self is put to death, and that, and those sins are forgiven if you if you have asked Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior, and the Holy Spirit then lives in you. And now you have your mind set on the things of the Spirit. But if you're out there and the and you don't have you're still, your, your mind is sinning, your flesh is sinning, then you really haven't accepted the Lord Jesus Christ. Not really, because the Spirit isn't in you. Because the Spirit isn't changing you. So it is a separation, it is a death, that until you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior for for real, you it's, it's an honest exception of the Lord and Savior, and then the Holy Spirit indwells in you. Then the mind starts being living for and following the Spirit. We talked about that last week where we had the conflict of two natures, where, where there's, we want to do the right thing, but we, we can't because the, sin, the flesh sins. But our mind wants to do the right thing because the Spirit of Christ is working on us. And Jesus Christ died on the on the cross once for all for our sin for those that have accepted the Jesus as as the son of God and has accepted him into their lives as Lord and Savior well um, he paid the price for the person that we once were so we are um, those sins are forgiven and then the new the new creation in Christ with Jesus Christ's blood flowing through our veins now we have our mind set on wanting to follow the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is actually living in us. So I really hope that you really listen to the verses 6, 7, and 8 where it says, For the mindset on the flesh is death. Because death if you don't have the Holy Spirit in you, death is separation from, from, from God. You're not going to heaven. But the mindset on the Spirit is life and peace. Because the mindset on the flesh is hostile toward God. For it does not subject itself to the law of God. For it is not even able to do so. And those who are in the flesh cannot please God. But now if you have the mind of the Spirit, following the Spirit, the Spirit helps you get better and better and better and you're being forgiven for anything the flesh still does because the Holy Spirit is perfecting us and is sanctifying us and is making us new day by day. And we're changing into this, this person that um, the Holy Spirit is trying to change us into. Um, so I'm going to continue verse 9. However, you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. So those of us that have accepted Jesus Christ... If our spirit is on the right track, we're, we're, we're good. <laughs> but it also, the rest of that verse says, if indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. 
There's only one way to know. If you are changing and your mind is wanting to follow God, then that really means that you are believing in your heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and the Spirit actually is in you now. Because you're not just believing in your mind that He's the Son of God, but it's reached your heart. That's where the belief needs to come into. And then the Spirit of God will enter your heart. But you got to believe in your heart. But if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him. And him, meaning God. If Christ is in you, though the body is dead because of sin, yet the Spirit is alive because of righteousness. So if the Spirit is alive because of righteousness, the Holy Spirit is righteous, right? God is righteous. So if you're, if you're listening to the Holy Spirit, then you know the Holy Spirit is in you because you know right from wrong. And the other group is they don't care about right from wrong. <laughs> they don't care. They're comfortable in their sin, both in flesh and in mind. Those don't have the Spirit of God. Those do not, do not have the Spirit of God dwelling in them. But they can. Uh, let's see. Verse 11. But if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit who dwells in you. So then, brethren... We are under obligation, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh, but, sorry, but it says, for if you are living according to the flesh, you must die. But if by the spirit you are putting to death the deeds of the body, you will live. See, the old self has to die. Or be, be, or be being put to death. <laughs> because you can't be new if you're still be, the old. Um, verse 14. For all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again, but you have received a spirit of adoption as sons by which we cry out, Abba, Father, the Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, heirs also, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him. We, did you hear that? We're heirs of Christ. If we're born again, we have Jesus' blood flowing through our veins. We are, we are heirs with Christ. We are heirs of God. And the Spirit himself testifies to that. Praise be to God. For um, we're, we no longer will then have the Spirit of slavery, of being slaves to sin. Sin doesn't hold us captive anymore because Jesus died 
for our sins, even the ones that we're committing now as the new creation, because, you know, we're not going to get it right. So he, he frees us from that fear of um, just thinking, oh no, we sinned. Now we, now Jesus is going to, Jesus, the spirit's going to leave us. No, he tells us he's not. He's not. If we're being led by the spirit, we're good. Now there are some backsliders that have this walk with God and they're all in for God and they believe in God, but then some trouble of the world, the devil uses it. And then they just abandon God. There's scripture in first or second Peter that says it's better that person was not even born than to have believed and then not. But if you are a prodigal, you're a son or daughter that is mad at Jesus, but he doesn't let you get too far away, you're not a backslider. Jesus is going to draw you back in because you can, you cannot believe in the sun and still be okay. If you're mad at the sun and you, you, Oh, I don't believe in the sun anymore, but the Holy spirit of God is still in you. (laughs) It's still in you because you have, you're not a hundred percent gone for the majority of you prodigals out there is because you have a praying uh parent a believing parent is going to save your whole that that whole household so you you best be thankful that you have a praying a believer in your mom or a believer in your dad because of that belief and those prayers god's not going to let you go Okay, so let's see. We're on verse 18. Now here we go into the sufferings. Remember what I mentioned, we've got to suffer with God because if we suffer and blame God, we could get further and further away from God. (laughs) And uh, some never recover. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure uh, why. Well, the devil just takes over takes it takes over mind body and soul and there's no um maybe they didn't have a believing parent I don't know I don't know but the we'll just keep learning together right because it it does talk about people that don't don't ever make it back don't ever make it home okay For I consider that the sufferings of the present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is to be revealed to us. For the anxious anxious longing of the creation waits eagerly for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it 
in hope that the creation itself also will be set free from its slavery to corruption into the freedom of the glory of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groans and suffers the pains of childbirth together until now. And not only this, but also we ourselves, having the first fruits of the Spirit, even ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting eagerly for adoption as sons, the redemption of our body. And I have this following, these following two verses underlined because I just love them. For in hope we have been saved, but hope that is, that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what he already sees? But we hope for what we do not see. With perseverance, we wait eagerly for it. Now, who out there has so much on their plate that they really don't even know what to pray anymore? Kind of turns into a groaning, an inward groaning. But the Holy Spirit of God knows our heart and what we need And he intercedes for us. I'm going to keep reading here. Our victory in Christ. In the same way, the Spirit also helps our weakness. For we do not know how to pray as we should. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is. Because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. Wow, the Holy Spirit not only helps us, guides us, and leads us into all truth in Jesus Christ, but he intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. He searches our hearts and he knows what we need and he, that power of the Holy Spirit, and who is the Spirit? It's the Spirit of God. So who knows the mind of God? The Spirit. (laughs) Verse 28, And we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. For those whom He foreknew, He also predestined to become conformed to the image of His Son, so that He would be the firstborn among many brethren. And these whom He predestined, He also called, and these whom he called, he also justified, and these whom he justified, he also glorified. Isn't that just so beautiful? (laughs) Oh, wow. We are called. Some of us are called and called and called and called and called and don't listen, but finally he gets our attention, but usually it's through suffering. (laughs) So praise God in your suffering. Hear hear him as he knocks. Verse 31. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who is against us? I'm going to pause right there because I always, when I go into battle, I always say, if God is for me, who is against me? And I just put, I'm ready for battle. And he equips us for the good work. He really does. Verse 32, he who did not spare his own son, but delivered him over for us all, 
how will he not also with him freely give us all things? Who will bring a charge against God's elect? Pause. Who? <laughs> Nobody can. They can try. They can try. They're evil plots. They won't work. Because God is God. <laughs> and he is over all. Praise God. <laughs> God is the one who justifies. Who is the one who condemns? Christ Jesus is he who died. Yes. Rather, who was raised? Who is at the right hand of God? Who also intercedes for us? That's Jesus Christ. When he left, after he was resurrected, he stayed for 40 days and he left back into heaven. He went back to heaven and he's seated at the right hand of God, the Father. He intercedes for us. So we've got God, the Trinity, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit interceding for us to God the Father. <laughs> what can go wrong? What could really go wrong? Who cares what the body goes through? The Holy Spirit is working on our spirit. With, that's, that's, if the spirit is healthy, we are healthy. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Just as it, is, as it is written, for your sake we are being put to death all day long. We were considered as sheep to be slaughtered. But in all these things we overwhelmingly conquer through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. That is just so beautiful. If you got any fear, you shouldn't fear not, he says, because we have him overseeing our lives. We have him overseeing our lives. That's the end of chapter eight. It's an excellent, excellent chapter. I hope you go back and reread it. I um, have just been extremely busy with my mom she's been having some issues with me, with health thank god she's doing better you want if you want to lift her up in prayer to get better day by day i've been busy with her uh we all have my family and she is just a beautiful beautiful person so strong in her faith so i just Again, lift all of our needs up to him. He knows what they are. And I really hope and pray that when we prayed for boldness, that he actually gives you your boldness. <laughs> it's got to be. It's very easy to talk to brethren who are believers about Jesus. But it's those ones that don't believe in Jesus. 
the ones of other faiths, the atheists. Talk to them. Talk to one person at a time. That's all you need to do. At least twice, because God asks us to do it twice. And then, if, if nothing happens, you, you wipe the dust off your feet and you move on to the next house. But really try to get bold because it's just uh, it's time it's time to get out there and I can always do a lot better as well you know I'm trying um, tried with one person I don't know if it worked this week I hope so But we just need to be the salt of the earth. Jesus was the salt, but he left. Now we're the salt. Strengthen your character, your name. If you're overwhelmed by the stress of life, because, you know, try not to look at tomorrow because tomorrow gives us another set of worries. Stay in the day. If need be, go off by yourself, sing to Jesus, pray, read the word, get filled to the brim with his Holy Spirit. Sometimes we're empty. We know when we're empty. We don't feel good when we're empty. So if, if that's you today, go get get in deep conversation with with God and and say God fill me with your spirit to overflowing okay I'll come on tomorrow for day one of the Christmas season they're going to be short messages because we're gonna I've got to do a message every day (laughs) so I love you guys again that song that I need you to to sing to God's ears is Build My Life by Pat Barrett. Much love to all. All the glory to God. Until next time. Bye.